What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com And today I am back with another edition of the betting show from a very uh, blustery, windy, stormy Ireland here But you're looking, it's nearly the summertime, so <laughs> what else could you expect out here? But uh, it's it's a summertime in terms of, uh, of MMA this weekend, though. there's a lot of good stuff on I think most of it probably flying under the radar, there is uh, PFL card, which I've already previewed. Uh, the UFC are back with a very good main event. The rest of the card be a bit iffy. Uh, but Cage Warriors also have a great card as well. And there's some Octagon and there's some other uh, LFA card as well, I believe. So uh, for all different parts of the world, there is some uh, great MMA on this weekend. So it's sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a drought and other times it's a, it's a flood of MMA. And it's definitely a flood this weekend. So looking forward to uh, to all of it. Um, last week, you know, we, we started off the year on such a great run. And it's been tough for the last couple of weeks. Uh, only one out of four again. The flyer didn't hit. We're twenty-one of forty-five overall. Four and twelve. That 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 record is getting like progressively worse. Worse <laughs> there after such a great start. But look, I promised that would happen as well. So, um, just to recap, last week's bets burnt inside the distance at plus one fifteen. You know, I was very confident in that. Uh, it didn't happen. And, you know, I think everyone who watched that fight kind of knows what happened in that fight. It was Burns could definitely have got him out of there in the third. It was it was one of those ones where I felt like, you know, Masvidal kind of knew he couldn't win and Burns kind of knew he couldn't lose. And, you know, as Chael Sonnen has spoken about, there was kind of uh, an unsaid agreement kind of made there. Like, let's just kind of get to the final bell and we'll, we'll take, I'll take the win, you'll take the last kind of thing. Which is not good for betters, you know? Which is not... And now maybe that's me me being a bit spiky there that the bet didn't come off, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going for it anyway. You know, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, Pontinib inside the distance, a plus 201. I think that was a good price. You know, I bet the price there, as I said last week. Um, it was a relatively even fight. Uh, but Kevin Holland definitely had a good performance and he ended up getting the finish, obviously, in, in the third after an even couple of rounds. Uh, the one bet that did hit uh, is Rizan Kuniev, a minus 185. I, I said last week I thought that was a great price and it turned out to be, you know, he kind of dominated that fight. So that was good. Uh, the over on Pereira versus Izzy, three and a half rounds didn't happen. Obviously, it ended at the, the death of the, uh, the second. You know, if it hadn't... If it hadn't ended at that stage, when would it have ended? I don't know. I think that bet probably wouldn't have been good anyway because it was a kind of a, a more of a destructive fight, I think, this one. So, yeah, not a, not a great one. The fight turned out... It, well, the fight turned out differently than I expected because of the way kind of Izzy reacted to the way Alex fought. So it turned out to be a good fight. And in the flyer, it was Julia Budd at plus 550. That was very close. You know, very, very close fight. I think I called that one pretty well, to be honest. Um, I said... I, I thought Bud would do better. I said but Pacheco would win, but that plus 550 with price was too much. And anyone who watched that fight would agree with that. That plus 550 fight was too much. But alas, we, uh, you know, many rooms could be floored with uh, good bets that didn't end up happening. So that, that's another one you can throw into there. But it's a new week. Uh, please bet responsibly. If you didn't bet responsibly last week, you probably won't be betting this week. So please uh, bet responsibly, especially with my bets, because they're, you know... 
the, the most of them lose. So, well, well, yeah, most of them do lose, I suppose. I'm 20, 21 for 45, so yes, most of them literally do lose. But I think, do you know what? I, I, I'm, I could easily pick like minus 700s every week and just get you all winners, you know? And maybe, actually, maybe in the, the, the description, I actually have saved all my bets. So if anyone wants to go back and, um, and like price them up in terms of like the actual plus, you know, 200. Plus. I, I think we probably have made money if we do that. So if anyone has time to do that with like 60 bets, feel free. Um, and uh, yeah, I have kept all the records anyway, which I decided to do at the start of the year because last year it was kind of, it got away from me and it was like, ah, we did it for a while. But yeah, I, I'm kind of happy I did that. But anyway, let's get into the bets for uh, next week. Right, so... I have two UFC bets, I have two PFL bets, and I have one bet, the flyer this week from Cage Wires. Very interesting bet, the flyer this week. I'm going for, okay, I won't give it away, but a similar flyer to last week. Right, first bet of the week is Max Holloway at minus 170. Um, Look, I'm not ready to write off Max Holloway yet, and I think he will give a performance here. That's the first thing, and that's how I would start out my uh, logic behind this bet because it seems like it's a fight right where Ireland Allen is the next in line you know he wins and he gets a title shot absolutely I think mo- like even if you don't like Ireland Allen even if you think whatever about him you you would you'd almost have to agree with that like he is clearly the next in line like you look at some other way I'd say like Bilal I think most people probably agree maybe Bilal should have got it but like it isn't like, oh, Bilal 100% definitely deserves it, you know? It could be Shemaev, you know, obviously they're giving it to Colby, but it could be Gilbert. There's a lot. At 145, it should, it's 100% should be Arnold Allen. Like, they made uh, a ridiculous interim title fight between two guys who should have been behind him in the order to get the interim title fight. Arnold Allen was injured at the time for a few weeks, and, it, you know, we know what happens in the UFC. So that's the position he finds himself in, right? And I respect Aaron Lallon so much. I think he's brilliant. I think it'd be great for himself and the, even the UFC and everyone if, if he was to get a big win here and get a, a title fight. But Max Holloway is not the guy you put someone in there against to, to, to get to the next level, right? Not yet, anyway. Certainly not yet, I don't think. He... Is a brilliant fighter. He is the type of fighter as well that, similar to Jose Aldo, do you remember the Jose Aldo fight after the McGregor fight? He just, yeah, I, I, I was caught up, but someone said he got knocked out in 13 seconds against McGregor and then against Frank Yeager decided not to get hit. Uh, and it feels like Max Holloway is still the best guy in the world in that division outside of Volkanovski. You know, it feels like Max Holloway is almost the best guy who used to be a champion, who's no longer the champion in the UFC. I went through that the other day in the podcast now, and there, there's a couple, obviously, you know, Valentina Shashinko and, and a few more as well, but he's up there. If he's not number one, he's one of the top two or three, and you can even argue people on the way up as well. He's still as good or better than, than almost all of them pound for pound. He is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant fighter. And he is rightly the favourite here, I think, and I think... If you go like you go into this fight, and I, I was kind of thinking about, it, and you know, I, I I tend to have a little bit of 
analytical bias towards the guys that I would have seen fight for a long time because I just know their games a little bit more, like an Aaron Lannan or like, you know, all the crowds uh, from Cage Warriors coming through there or, you know, a lot of the European fighters and things like that. Um, and you have to put that aside for a second because you look at Aaron Lannan and you think, God, he's strong and he's good in this area, that area, every area, really. And you think, right, he's a tough fight for anyone. But you actually, when I look at the matchup here, I actually find it very hard to see a definitive route for Arnold Allen, apart from him stepping up his game in a big way, right? Now, I don't rule that out at all, to be honest. I don't, I don't rule that out at all. This isn't all 100% I think Max Holloway is going to win. But I do think Max Holloway is going to win because of, for, for the reason I just said there, like, I think... Do I see a definitive route for Max Holloway? Yeah, I think if Max Holloway can get his boxing going, push Aaron Allen on the back foot and land lots of shots, I do think he'll win it. I really do. Like, Aaron Allen hits very hard, but is he going to knock Max Holloway out with one shot? Maybe, but I don't think so. I, do, I don't think so. Like, for Aaron Allen to win this fight, as I said, he's going to have to take a big step up. Or, I think Strint is, is his one big... Uh, advantage here over Holloway and over I think everyone in that division even guys who are very 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 strong Arnold Allen I don't think people realise that how strong he actually is he's an absolute bull of a man in there but who has ever done that to Max Holloway really now as I said he is the best in the world at that in that division so maybe he is the one but I don't see that as the way of beating Holloway really no, I'm talking about this from a betting point of view here. If I was looking at it from a purely analytical point of view as well, you know, maybe we'll we'll call it maybe more down the line, you know. But if you're if I'm trying to convince myself to bet on Holloway, I'm like, well, is strength enough going to be there? Now it's not strength enough. But you get me? Is strength enough going to be uh, the the key to getting a win for Arnold Allen? Is it like a one shot power enough? Is he going to? outbox Max Holloway like I would say probably no to all three of those questions unless as I said again there's a big uptake in quality now his quality is very good but Max Holloway's quality is very 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 good so I just think it's not the time yet like I think it was a bad match to make because you know for, well for a couple of reasons I, I just outlined a minute ago he should have been in an interim shot before the other two guys, he should have got a full title shot. Before the other two guys, if Volkanovski hadn't got up, gone up, he wouldn't. And then even if you're going to give him another fight, why give him Max Holloway, a guy who has lost multiple time, uh, multiple times to the champions? But there's also something else here. And I think I, I was doing a Q&A the other day and someone asked me the question, like, what's Max Holloway fighting for? Well, Max Holloway is fighting, right? So Volkanovski's the champion, he's beat him, like, 78 times or how many other times I've finished. But Volkanovski's also fighting Yair Rodriguez coming up. Right. Let's say Yair Rodriguez wins that. And Max Holloway wins this. Well, what fight are they going to make then? We know what fight they're going to make then. They're going to make Yair versus Max. So Max is... The, you. If you're in a mindset, right? Okay, maybe Yair won't win. I think I wouldn't pick him and I think most people won't pick him. But if you're Max Holloway, you're probably fighting for the mindset that, right, this is much. If I lose this, right, I'm gonzo. I'm not getting the next title shot, obviously, because Yair, Yair has that. If Arnold Allen wins this, he's definitely getting the next title shot. So, you know, I'm coming towards, obviously, the autumn of my career here. 
and that's another probably 18 months for me without even thinking about getting a title shot because I'm going to have to win a couple of fights and get back into that conversation as well. So it's probably two years. Maybe I have to move weight classes or whatever. But a win here is not is nothing but positives. You keep yourself in that position if Volkanovski wins it. You wait for his next fight. Maybe he loses that and then you get the shot. Or if he loses, you get the shot immediately. So it's a massive fight for Max Holloway. It's easy to think sometimes, oh, Max Holloway is out of the picture. But he's only out of the picture because Volkanovski is the one in the picture. What if Volkanovski is no longer the one in the picture? What if Volkanovski wins and decides, okay, I'm done. I'm almost beat Mikachev. I'm going to lightweight. Here's the belt. Keep it. What fight did I make then? Max Holloway is definitely going to be in that fight. We all know that. So it's a massive fight for Holloway. So, two, so it's twofold for me. I think he has the the technical uh, advantage and ability to win this fight. And I also do think it matters for him. It really, I really do think it matters for him. Um, and I think the mindset will be good. So I'm going for Max Holloway. That's my first bet of the week. You know, and that's a, real, that's a head bet, to be honest. I'm going with my head there. Now, I, I'm, you know, I don't often go with my heart or anything in MMA. I'm not one of, one of those people. Like, I like Max Holloway. I like Aaron Lallan. I like all these fighters. So, but it's... It's one of those ones. I think a lot of people, and even if you're not like a big Aaron Allen fan or whatever, you're, you know, are you are, and you're a Max Holloway fan as well. I think you're probably thinking, right, Aaron Allen, he's going to win this for the better of the division. But MMA doesn't work like that. Like, that's not how MMA works. So, Max Holloway, minus 170, first bet of the week uh, against Aaron Allen. The next bet I am going for is Sadabu C, who's fighting. Um, Al Shalawi, whose name I constantly, constantly mess up. Jara Hussein Al Shalawi. Okay. Uh, and he is plus, uh, minus 185 to win that fight. And actually, this was uh, just as I was coming on here, this, these bets updated. So let me just check in. Yeah, he's still minus 185. Yeah, he's still minus 185 at the moment. And also, for all these bets, I, 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 I'm supposed to say at the start of the show, but. The uh, updated prices will be on screen here because obviously I record this. And my my great man John Brannigan uh, edits it, and he will give the updated price here. But minus one eighty five at the moment. Now, this is uh, you know I probably spent ten minutes talking about the last fight. This fight is going to be a lot more simple uh, for me in terms of uh, how I think this fight is going to is going to go. I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be the most exciting fight in the world, if you want to put it that way. But I think if you're a fan of, like, tactical, technical fighters, I think this is a, this is the fight for you. And if you look at... Um, if you look at C's fights from last season in the PFL, they were almost all like that, really. He went to four decisions. He beat uh, Al Shakin, he beat Roy McDonald, he beat Carlos Leal, and in the, the finale, he beat Danilo Taylor. And... A lot of those fights were done with his size, his speed, his jab, his ability to control guys, his very good takedown defense, his ability to kind of hit and not get hit while not actually hitting even too much. He's very good at kind of slowing. Uh, not I, I suppose the pace isn't the right word, maybe slowing the output of his opponents. He's a very, very, very tough guy to fight against. Really tough guy to fight against. And Al Shalawi is a guy who... He fights in a similar fashion of a controlled striking, but with a little bit more output, maybe with a little bit more um, 
all around speed if you want to put it that way like if you were to do who's who's the faster puncher who's the faster mover you would i think you would probably say c but who fights at a faster pace you would say al shalawi right but he will if he does that here c is just kind of kind of going to move around him let him come at him, move around him, let him come at him, move around him, and soon he's going to have to adjust that pace. Like, C is the master, I think, of controlling the pace. Like, he's he's one of the best fighters in the world at controlling the pace on the feet like that. To make it, you know, he's the master of hitting and not getting hit. And, it, you know, it maybe he could hit a little bit more. And I'd be interested to see, obviously, after going all the way in the last uh, tournament, uh, or last season even, if he adjusts that a little bit maybe if he does open up a little bit but i think in the first round here it's probably not the place to do it you know his his output here his style here how he does it here will be um less important than maybe the next fight if you get me so if he wins this and wins a decision he will be fine going into the next one and maybe then you know maybe whatever happens if someone gets big knockouts and stuff like that maybe left up and change it for the next time but i think that's the way it's going to go here now i was looking at the bet and maybe thinking of him by decision and there isn't a big difference in him winning by decision over winning straight up so i do think and it's funny right i was talking about this in the pfl preview uh, and i was listening to an interview actually will flory did uh, with my colleague ian o'neill uh the, the other day who fought on the, the last pfl card and the tactics that people use in pfl are very interesting like do you go all out and try to get the six points or do you kind of try to save yourself a little bit knowing you have a fight coming up in seven or eight weeks which C and all the rest of these guys will have. The way C fights, it's very hard to imagine he doesn't fight in such a fashion that will protect himself for seven or eight weeks' time, you know? So that leads me to believe this is going to be a long fight and him probably winning the decision, but it also makes me believe that he's going to be able to control Al-Shalawi and will like purposely try to make him make it a controlled fight. And I don't think Al Shalaw would be able to deal with that. Like he can hit hard, he's a good finisher and all, but I don't I just don't think he'd be able to get to see. And that is the biggest reason for me picking it here. I don't think he has enough to get to him and I think C would be able to control the whole fight. So that is my uh, my second bet. My third bet of the week is also from the PFL. Uh, and I'm going for uh, Dennis Golsov to win by TKO KO at plus 125 um, obviously he was supposed to fight a, a couple of weeks ago as uh, was his opponent Patrick Brady uh, against different opponents whatever happened they end up fighting this week um, th- first of all that's an advantage to Golsov he's 36 fights into his career Patrick Brady's only had 5 um, and I look. I, I did a preview for their fight, uh, for their individual fights a couple of weeks ago, and their fight this week as well. And you can't help but look at Patrick Brady and think, mm, you know, he's a, he's a good good fighter, but he's five fights into his career and has never fought anyone within the same breath as Dennis Golsov in terms of quality. Like he's he can strike he you know uh, Brady he he can wrestle a bit you know he looks to have a bit of power but like I didn't see anything that special to show me that kind of 
he can trouble Golsov. He can stop the takedown. He has enough power maybe to land a big uppercut or a big knee or enough athleticism to do that against him. I, I just don't see it. Now, as I said before, in the PFL, you never know. Someone can emerge and something can happen. And But I, I honestly don't think this is going to be one of these. Uh, what I think is going to happen here, I was looking at the prices like Golsov is... Um, is a big favorite here just to win the fight uh to win the fight straight up he's uh minus 625 i see in one place here he's actually up to minus 750 uh brady's plus 450 i just look i think Golsov will get the takedown and he is a guy who likes to stay on top and land some ground upon me like maybe he could get the submission absolutely but i think that you know i just think he's going to go in uh, Brady's going to throw a few shots He's going to end up taking him down He'll probably end up mounting him And the referee will stop it Probably in the first round Probably early if not In the second round Honestly I think it will probably will be the first round I just think I, I think Goldsov is a complete different level Just a complete different level And Brady may be needed a couple of easier fights In here to get himself to the next level Maybe next year He just I just think that Golf and experience and quality is just too much. And I think that plus 125 price to win by TKO KO is, uh, is very good. So that's my third bet of the week. The fourth bet of the week is... Now, this one I was a little bit torn on. So I'm going for Ian Kutilaba to win by TKO KO at plus 200. Uh, he is fighting Tanner Bowser here at uh, UFC Fight Night. Holloway versus Allen. And... He is the favourite at minus 135 plus 115 for Tanner Bowser. And look, I, I, I've spoken before about Ian Kutilaba on this show. And I've, I think I've given him as a bet and I think I've probably picked against him as well. He's one of those guys, right, that if he shows up and he's at his best, he's an absolute, an absolute killer. He can also show up at his best and get knocked spark out. Right? Or he can show up and... he, he sh- See, okay, here's the point. Ian uh, Cotillaba... Okay, Tanner Bowser shows up and he's basically Tanner Bowser, right? He's a good, solid fighter. If he hits you hard, you'll stay hit. He can box. You know, he can kick. He's good wrestling. He can do it all. Like, he's a good, middle-of-the-road UFC fighter in 2023, Right? Ian Cotillaba, he could turn up, he could knock you out, he could get knocked out, he could turn up, he could absolutely go balls to the wall early and throw everything he has at it he could turn up and he could take you down and not throw one punch he could turn up and he could jab and walk around and not hardly throw another punch after that he you know as i said he could arrest you he could turn up he could be a jiu-jitsu player you never know with young kutalaba you never know what you're going to get with him right um if you look right let's let's have a quick look at his record because it, it, I think it does tell the story of, of him. He's lost his last three in a row to um, Kennedy and Juku, uh, Johnny Walker and Ryan Spann, and he beat Devin Clark before that, lost a couple of times to Ankalaev. But, like, he's good. He beat Khalil Roundtree, who was on a good run at the time. You know, he lost to Glover, lost to a few more people as well. I just think with him, right, I think that against a certain level... He will always do well enough to give himself a chance against the level, say, like an athletic fighter, like say Johnny Walker or Ryan Spann. Very, very little chance, right? 
But against, say, someone like a Devin Clark or a Cali Rountree, but they're kind of athletic enough as well. He will give himself a chance early and take that chance away from himself, right? I think against the Tanner Bowser, and, and here's the point, I think against the Tanner Bowser, he'll fancy himself, which is exactly what you need out of Ian Kutalaba. So here's my rule for Ian Kutalaba. If you think he could win the fight, bet on him. If you think he might not win the fight, bet on the other guy, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so that's my rule for Ian Gutelaba. Now, he's lost most of his recent fights. Let, let's be honest here. He's one win and a draw in the last seven or eight or whatever it is, right? He's absolutely, and like you're probably thinking this is a stupid pick. And you know what? It might just be. But I have a feeling he's going to go to war here with Tanner Bowser early. Right, he has been known in recent fights as well to try and take down at times, at times. You know, Tanner Bowser has he be the OSP, but he you know he's lost three of his last four other than that as well, and um, you know he's a guy who who will take a shot to give a shot. He usually loses by by decision. To be fair now, so he isn't getting knocked out all over the place or anything like that. But if Kutilaba goes to war, one of them is probably getting knocked out. I was looking at the betting. It's actually not up yet. And the first bet I wanted to go is someone to get knocked out in this fight. Uh, the the over-under in this is um, uh, was was up at three and a half. I'd like to get the over-under at like one and a half here. And if I could, uh, if I could take that, I would, uh, I would like it. Although actually, so the over-under is, uh, sorry, two and a half, three and a half. What am I talking about? The over-under at two and a half is uh, under is pl- minus 205. You know, I'd ne- nearly go for <laughs> I'd nearly go for it, man. I think someone is is getting knocked out here. Uh, but I, you know what? I just I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go for a Kutalaba at plus two hundred. I think he's going to come out throwing hands. He'll probably get caught. Bowser will probably get caught. One of them will get knocked out. Toss of a coin at plus two hundred. I'm going for Kutalaba. Right, the there are my four bets. The flyer of the week is this. Um. Myself and Brad Wharton have done a preview for Cage Warriors and we talked uh, a good bit about this fight at the very end because this is the main event for Cage Warriors of the weekend. And I'm going for Jan Lias. He's plus 400 at the moment. Now, I saw in a couple of other places he's plus 300 as well. So check check the betting on that. Uh, this price will probably go up and down, I think, as, as maybe a little bit of analysis comes out and stuff because I don't think a lot of people know Jan Lias or, you know, George Hardwick is, is better known at the moment, but... This is the same as my bet from last week, right? If you're to give me straight up who I think will win, I'll probably go with Hardwick. If you're to give me plus 400, I'm definitely going with Jan Lias. Uh, so Hardwick, a very good fighter. Very good boxer, especially. Added in a bit of wrestling. The champion at 155 in Cage Warriors, really, really, really good. Uh, and uh, Jan has not fought in Cage Warriors before, so I went and I watched some of his fights. And I'll tell you what, he is well able to be in this position. He's 9-1 fighting 11-1 George Hardwick. He's had uh, a lot of fights in um, in KSW and Brave. His only loss is to Magomed Magomedov, who you know we all know is a fantastic wrestler. Although even in that fight, I was talking to Brad about it, uh, and he was kind of saying, rightly so, that he, like, he defended a lot of those takedowns. He, there was, he went to a decision. It was by no means, you know, a, a destruction or anything like that. Uh, and the rest of his, like, the, the records of the people he has beaten, 5-0, and 9-5, 11-9, 2-0. Uh, you know, even in the early in his career, he was beating lads in a you know, similar record with two and three fights and stuff like that. A very, very good fighter. And 
a very good striker. As I said, good takedown defense. Kicks from far out has knockout power. But I, I was so I looked at his record, and I think he uh, six of his um, six of his nine wins are by submission, right? Yeah. And you. I looked at that first and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be looking at a jiu-jitsu guy here. And then you go and you look at him and he's a wonderful striker. A wonderful striker. So, I just look at that and I'm thinking, like, George Hardwick is very good, but also, Jan Lias is very good as well. It's just people maybe not won't know him as well. Um, and he they won't know the level he's fought as well, maybe. But when you go back and actually look at it, he's fighting some good guys and he's beating them. You know, he's an exciting fighter. He throws these big high kicks. Um, but controlled kicks as well, and he controlled fighting style, switching stances, kicking to the body, kicking to the legs, kicking up high, can throw his jab, can do it all. A very, very, very good fighter. Now, so that's that's the bet I'm going for as a flyer of the week, plus 400, Jan Lias. As I said, it, it's one of those fights, I honestly think, like, if I was if I was pricing this up, I would probably go, like, minus 150 Hardwick, Plus one twenty, one twenty-five for Lias, uh, if that makes sense. So I think the plus four hundred, plus three hundred, as I saw in other places, is a really, really good price for a flyer. And uh, yeah, that's the one I am going for. Right, uh, there are a million fights this weekend, so maybe we won't run through every single one of them uh, on this uh, in the recap here. But we'll pick out. Uh, a couple. Uh, let's start with PFL. Nathan Schultz and Stevie Ray, uh, plus two ninety. Now I already gave all my bets for the PFL, so please check that out, uh, and you can see who I am picking uh, there as well. But to maybe just to even update the prices, um, uh, you know what? I, I like Schultz in that fight, but the more I look at that price after thinking about it for a couple of days, that's it's a big price on Stevie Ray. It is a big price on, on Stevie Ray there, but to win the fight straight up, I think Schultz. Is, is probably uh, is probably the pick. As I said on the, the preview for that as well, I like Manfeo at, at plus one twenty eight. I've, I, I, you know, these are two of my favorite fighters in PFL. I love the style of Alex Martinez. I think it's he's one of the most enjoyable guys to watch there. But yeah, I think Manfeo is the underdog. There is the bet to go. You know, no one's going to be betting on Megamed Megamed Karamov at minus. I see minus twelve hundred here in one place. Yeah, no. Shane Mitchell's price has kind of gone up again. I think I gave him as one of my uh, one of my underdog players on the uh, on the uh, the preview. Um, about Mercier and Borgas is even closer now. I think they're pretty much the same. Both minus one fifteen as I look at it uh, here. Very interesting. In I see in one place actually Borgas is actually the favorite. So very very interesting how that has moved in in the last while. Clay Collard is a big favorite there again against uh, Nick uh, Nish. Kawa, and uh, we spoke about uh, Golsov as well. One of the, maybe the under the radar, well, two two under the radar fights. I think Carlos Leal Miranda and David Zavada. That's a good fight. Uh, as is Daniela Taylor and Numalatov. Uh, you know, I'd probably go for both of the favorites there, but I I would I would be surprised if Taylor won against Numalatov. Would I be surprised if Zavada won uh, against Miranda? I don't I don't think I would be. So uh, maybe that's not a bad price at minus one sixty. Although not big enough on Zavada, I don't think there. Um, the let, let's look at cage wires then. Um, that price and I think on Lias is, is going in and in all the time. I look at him here; he's plus two seventy five now. So even at the start of the recording, that is that has gone in again. Uh, maybe it, it's no longer; it'll be no longer a flyer by the time it probably isn't already. But by the time this comes out, but look, I'm, I've I've decided on it now. There you go. Um, 
Chris Bungard Gavin Hughes fight is a very interesting one. Talking to Brad about it, he's like, they fought a few years ago. Bungard is the favourite here, minus 135. I think I'm going Hughes in that one at, at plus 105. Uh, definitely at that price, I think I'd pick him straight up anyway. You know, obviously very, very close. Um, Adam Cullen is a big favourite, minus 750. Let's see this Mantikivi Flaminas fight, minus 240 for Flaminas. Mantikivi plus 190. I think that's right. Yeah, I think Flaminas will win that one. But at that price, not a bad, uh, not a bad price at all. Uh, Luke Riley is an opponent. He's fighting Callum Parker. He's a big favourite at minus 450. Uh, Liam Malai, minus 205 against Josh Reed. You know, Liam Malai is, what is he, two and three? three uh, sorry, three and two? If I'm not, yeah. Let me look. I, I, do you know what? Do you know what? I'll go and I'll, I'll check for you now here and tell you uh, tell you what record he is. He is three and two, yeah, so I wasn't too far off. Uh, I, I do think he will win that, but no. Never write off Josh Reed. Absolutely never write off Josh Reed. One of my favorite fighters, if anyone listened to the preview show, James Power against Lucas Capera. Big step up for him, and I think the betting companies realize that. He's minus 215, but they realize how good he is as well. So uh, I would go for him there, but you never know. He's only a few fights into his career. Let's uh, let's see. Didn't uh, the UFC. Honestly, I was looking through a lot of these UFC fights, and there wasn't really many bets that I liked in this that stood out to me, to be honest. We've, we've obviously talked about Aaron Allen and Max Holloway maybe for enough today. Billy Q, he's the favourite at minus 171 against Edson Barboza, plus 146. You know, the fight doesn't go to decision. It's probably the one I was looking at there, but it's only minus 135, sorry, minus 135. Yeah, I don't know. I just cut. There wasn't anything I saw there that I really loved. Um... You know, Quarantillo by submission is plus 900. That was a flyer I was looking at just because of the way Barboza is. But, yeah, nah, there's nothing there for me. Um, Morazan of Jacoby, you know, you never know with Jacoby as well, which fighter is going to turn up. He has been good lately. Um, he is minus 152. Uh, to get the knockout is plus 262. Again, I probably would go for that, but not high enough for me. We spoke about Kutalaba uh, against Bozer. Um, you know, this Pedro Munoz price against Chris Gutierrez. Definitely going for Gutierrez, but the price maybe puts me off a little bit at minus 207. You never know if Munoz is to turn up. He could, you know, he could put on a good fight, but no, I, I think, you know, the same could be said for Rafa Garcia. If Clay, Clay Guida, you can never write him off, but that price at plus uh, 230 is probably not big enough there look one fight I love the, the best fight on this card by a, by a long stretch aside from the main event is Brandon Rival against Matthias Nicolau um, Nicolau is the favourite at minus 210 I think this is going to be a very very close fight fight to go to the decision uh, is plus 105 I like that to be honest that was one of the bets I was looking at I find it. I I think it's a toss of a kind fight. I I I was expecting this betting to be even closer. To be honest, I really like both of these guys. I think they're very very good. If you fancy a finish in this, look, it's big prices for all of the finishes. Rival plus seven fifth uh, plus four seven five for the knockout, plus five hundred for Nicolau. The submission for Rival plus five hundred plus six fifty for Nicolau for the submission. So. I'm honestly not not too sure. I've, I'm a lot. I've a lot of unsurety on this UFC card, to be honest. But you know, if I was to to force a pick there, you know, I, I'd probably pick on price and go for um, 
I'd probably go for Rival on the price because I think it's a toss of a coin, so why not? Uh, Zach Cummins against Ed Herman. Zach Cummins was talking this week. I saw him about, like, oh, this is my last fight in the UFC and on. And now Ed Herman, you know, Ed Herman is Ed Herman. But when guys start talking like that, you usually think, like, well, are they going to win? You know? So maybe that Ed Herman and plus one, 186. Although Ed Herman plus 186 at 2023. Not sure on that either. Yeah, this card is kind of the drag. So uh, Lucy Pudilova, though, I do, I do like her at minus 135 uh, as maybe the last bet here. So yeah, we will leave it there. I will just recap my bets here, everyone, before I go. Max Holloway minus 170 plus 185 for C. Then it's Golsov, obviously, over in PFL 2, plus 125 to get the knockout. To get the knockout at plus 200 is Ian Kutalaba. And the flyer of the week, which is kind of no longer a flyer, Jan Lias, to win in the main event in Cage Warriors at plus 285, plus 300, plus 400, whatever you can get it at. At this stage, it's kind of gone in too much. Maybe wait till Saturday. Hopefully, it'll go out again and you'll be able to get it at that price. But I, uh, I, I, honestly, I would take that anything above maybe plus 250 uh, because uh, I, I think it's a very even fight. As I said, if it's an even money fight, maybe Hardwick, but, but that one, I likely ask. I think he's a very good fighter, so... Right, that's it for me. I will leave it there. Let me know your bet in the comments section below. Thank you to everybody for watching and listening. I appreciate all the support. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time.